Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Good morning, afternoon, and evening to all of my great listeners out there. And uh, thank you to all of you who tune in at all sorts of weird hours to listen live um, from Singapore, from all over Europe. Uh, We had somebody from China the other day. So thank you. And of course, all of the U.S. people that are listening and my favorite people, Vero Beach. I call them favorite because, you know, they're my neighbors and we all live here. And I just love when they listen to the show and shout out to me on Facebook and Twitter. And today we have a very local show with a very non-local focus for a lot of the authors that listen to the show. I have here in my studio, and this is a great part for me because often my guests call in because they're from all over the world. In the studio with me today are the people that gave me my first ever book signing. And I didn't even know my book was in the store and out on the shelves yet until one of the people in the studio brought me over to the bookshelf and went, look, there's your book. So we have here uh, Chad Leonard, owner of the Vero Beach Book Center, and Cynthia Callender, the director of publicity and marketing for the Vero Beach Book Center, one of the best, actually, I think the best independent bookstore in all of the world. Yes, I'm just going to go right out there and say it. <laughs> and they are celebrating their 40th anniversary yes. this month. And I'm so excited because they always have great authors that come and speak. And it's just such a great place to be. And now I get to thank them for all they do for authors for people who love books, and for the community. So welcome to the show, Chad and Cynthia. Thank you. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. It's so great to have you guys here. I mean, my mother, when I was growing up, always said she couldn't afford to keep me in books because it, there was nothing better that I liked than sticking my head in a book and not coming up for air, for food, for anything, because the stories would grab you. Now, now, Chad, this has been a family business. Yeah, that's correct. And it started 40 years ago. How did that come about? Well, um, I think I was only one year old at the time, <laughs> so there's a there's a picture of our grand opening. It, it's my parents and my brother and I, and I'm I'm in my mom's arms, still in diapers. So it's uh, that's where I've grown up is in our in our bookstore, and it's ex- expanded over the years. And I it's uh, you know it's been a, a great place to grow up for sure. Now, as you got older, did you find that you really loved books or did you feel like they were sort of pushed down your throat because your parents owned a bookstore? <laughs> a little of both, really. I was, you know, when I, growing up, up in a bookstore, you do, you know, we had all the books we needed and I wasn't always the fastest reader in the class. Uh, but I, I'd say as as I've gotten older, I've I've appreciated books more and more and I read more and more and now I'm reading to my kids and they seem to love books and they they love reading so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, they've just been a part of my life for my entire life. and it's So yeah. books aren't dead. I mean, people say the bookstore is no. dead, books are dead. I, I disagree being, you know, an, an author and everything. You and James Patterson, who is here <laughs> at our store just uh, just two days ago, he he would uh, agree with you there, too. It's, uh, bo- books aren't dead. I mean, we'll... We'll be selling books. You know, we've been selling them for forty years. Hopefully, another forty years. And uh, they they say that the the ebook industry is is leveling off or has already leveled off, and and we're still standing. So, uh, and we're busy. 
Yeah, I mean, every time I go in there, there's always people in there buying stacks of books, and there's mm-hmm. always new books coming in, and the shelves. I mean, I, I go, oh my gosh, it's it, there's so many books. I want every single thing. Yeah, especially in season where we can be extremely busy, and you know, we'll get busier from now through through Christmas, and then throughout the the rest of the season for the next few months after Christmas, and. It's uh, yeah, that's a good time to be a business in Vero Beach for sure. Yeah, absolutely, and it's Christmas time, so it's it's such a great gift. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Cynthia, you're the director of publicity and marketing. That's my role, and you know that's not a minor role in any business. And I would imagine that with bookstores, it with everything that has changed over the years, it's an even more critical role to keep local interest in what's going on in the bookstore. Certainly. So what's it's like what's it like for you on a daily basis doing what you do with publicity and marketing? Well, it's an ongoing effort to raise awareness about what what goes on in the store and not only in the store but outreach within the community becoming involved collaboratively with some of the other organizations whether it's Riverside Theater or uh, the Mental Health Association just a variety of things. I mean, reading is universal. And um, to deflect to James Patterson once more, it is so important uh, for all of us to maintain that getting books in kids' hands from the get-go is is just extremely important. And it's not entirely up to the librarians or the teachers and even the parents. So we have a, a beautiful scenario where we're modeling great behavior. You know, you have... Older people, there are a few of them in here in Vero Beach. My mother would say more mature. More mature. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Coming in, and as Chad said, you know, piles of books. And then we have our little people that come in and just jump right up those stairs. And whether it's Friday morning story hour, which is a a delightful thing to experience. So it's, it's a continuum. So to answer your question, it's just getting out there and, and letting people know what we have to offer the various events and activities, the author series. Now, you had mentioned the kids running upstairs, and you happen to have a mm-hmm. book right here that you brought to the studio that is just the prettiest book I've ever seen, The Not Very Merry Pout Pout Fish. And I, I just want to steal the cover and, like, mount it on the wall in a frame because it it, it's, it's beautiful. so beautiful. And, oops, and I hit the microphone. It, The Children's Book Center part of Vero Beach Book Center is such a huge part of the community. What is it, Chad, about the Children's Book Center that you think draws them in? Uh, that, that's a, yeah, the children's, uh, the children's section is a, that's a really special place. It actually started with my mom. It used to be a whole children's store and then we've since consolidated and now it's a children's, the entire second floor is dedicated to children and uh, it was my mom's idea to start the, the children's part. And uh, it's just a very creative space. And we have lots of books and we have lots of toys. And we have, you know, the staff is incredible at recommending books to children and, and guiding grandparents or parents to the right direction where they, when they don't know when, you know, where to go for their two-year-old or four-year-old. And that's really what makes it a great place is interacting with customers and then also the events and having uh, Julie there to do the story hours. And, I, you know, we have character visits and there's just constantly 
something going on there that, to look forward to. And that that's, it goes along with the whole community outreach as well, as it becomes more of a community center than just a bookstore. And that's what it takes, I think, to sometimes. To do this. I- Sometimes I think the children's section is less about the kids and more about the parents, especially at the younger ages, right? Because the kids really aren't sure quite what's going on. So the parents have to bring them. And I've seen some faces of some of the parents and the grandparents. They turn into little kids when they go upstairs. (laughs) It's Mm. It's so true. (laughs) There was a mom in the other day and she said, I just love coming up here because it reminds me of when my children were small and I can just sort of soak it all up again. I, I think that's so wonderful. Now, um, for me, book centers were always an escape, a- an oasis where you could go and just explore places from all over the world and get different perspectives on things. Uh, I was one of those little kids that actually read nonfiction books and read biographies and things like that, in addition to loving sci-fi and fantasy and, and pretty much any book, any genre I could get a hold of. Is there any one section of the bookstore where you find people gravitate more to on the main floor, which is not the children's section. Do you find that there there's like a type for an area? I uh, want me to take this one? Sure. Yeah, it's probably the, the first area of our store has our bestsellers and all the new releases that are being marketed at that moment. And uh, in that, that's a spot where a lot of people like to go first. Uh, that's why it's in the front of the store, so it's easy access. And in the book, the bestseller that we have is is our own bestseller too. It's not the bestseller of the New York Times or anything else. It's it's the Vero Beach Book Center bestseller. So it it could have a local book on there, or it could have. Uh, you know, any book that happens to do well in our area. I hit number one on the uh, Vero Beach Book Center number one bestseller list. That was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and right behind that is our Florida section, and that that does extremely well. A lot of people like to read about the history of Florida. They're either new to Florida or they lived here their whole lives. And they they like to read, of course, The Land Remembered is our number one bestselling book ever. And it's, uh, you know, that's a favorite section as well. Okay. Do you want to um, go forward on that? Uh, yeah, I'd like to mention that we have uh, reading groups. We we have registry and host a couple of reading groups and keep registry in the community for close to 60-plus reading groups, book clubs, and we have a book club selection area, which is very popular also because, you know, if you pass the test for the book club, a nice book up there, you're probably pretty sure you're going to find a good read and as you- well. As well as our staff selections. We have a staff selection section on the main floor as well. And you keep bugging me to get a flyer put together for all of those book clubs. <laughs> and I haven't done it yet, and I will, because I love talking to book clubs. Oh, it's so much fun. It is fun. I, I've done Skypes lively. with book clubs out in other parts of, of the country and the world because you know, they wanted to ask me questions. There was only one problem. They didn't tell me they were all going to be drinking wine and stuff. <laughs> and here I am, you know, like all, all serious. And finally I said, excuse me one moment. I ran downstairs and got a beverage. And I said, now I feel like I'm part of the group because <laughs> it's very different when you're not physically with the, with the book group. So we're going to be going into commercial break. And when we come back, We're going to get an answer to the question of, can you judge a book by its cover? We're here with Chad Leonard and (laughs) Cynthia Callender from the Vero Beach Book Center. We'll be right back after the commercial break. And 
we are back with Chad Lenner, owner of the Vero Beach Book Center, celebrating its 40th anniversary. Who said bookstores are dead? Not me. That's why they're on this show. And Cynthia Callender, the director of publicity and marketing for the Vero Beach Book Center. And I promised you an answer to the question before the commercial break of can you judge a book by its cover? So let, let's let's start with Cynthia on this one. Oh, my. Well, I know you can't judge a movie by its book or a book by its movie. Um, depending on which approach you take first. I definitely would say people judge books by their covers, which is why the, the marketing departments go to great lengths, serious discussion about what the cover will look like, where the name will be, the font, the size of the name, uh, the blurbs on the back, who's going to blurb the book. I mean, you, you if unless you pick that book up, which is usually you're drawn in by the cover, you're not going to take it home. You need to pick it up to take it home. So I would say I'm on the yes. People judge a book by its cover. Okay. And Chad? I, I'll probably say sometimes. I mean, they definitely, uh, uh, from a customer's point of view, a good cover can sell a book. I don't know that the book will be better. In fact, kind of a funny story. Recently, we had a, a book in the store and. Uh, that we've been selling, and a rep from Macmillan came in to sell me some books, and I was looking through his catalog, and I saw a book with the exact same cover. Oh, my gosh. So it was a stock photo, and I think I hear this happens a lot, and anyone who's out publishing a book can maybe pay attention to this, but there people use stock photos all the time. So if you're coming up with your cover, make sure that it's not one somebody else has used or is planning to use. Well, you know, that's a that's a really good point. And there are a lot of authors that are listening to the show. And I know when we were putting together the book cover for my book, What Would a Wise Woman Do? The first couple of rounds of covers were absolutely horrific. I will be honest, they were absolutely horrific. And it was suggested to me by my publisher that I go to a bookstore, go to the library, go on Amazon, wherever it may be, and just start scanning book covers and see what jumps out for me. And then when I had a couple that we were closer to liking, I walked into your bookstore with my iPad (laughs) with the different book covers and literally walked around in the section of the bookstore that my book would be listed and asked people, what do you think? What do you think this book is about? And it it makes a big difference. And stock photos, wow. I mean, that, that to me, if I started seeing the same photo all around, I would think that it was an unprofessionally done book that the, and, and this is me making mm-hmm. my comment about it. There, I love self-publishing. I think it's fantastic. But I think self-publishers need to spend the time to make their book stand out. And covers are so important to Definitely. that effort. They think, oh, I just wrote something, put it out there. So, Chad, what do you think about that when you're talking to, we'll morph to the self-publishing conversation. You get a lot of people that have published books that want to be in the bookstore. Yeah. What are you looking for when somebody comes in? Um, Usually, well, self-publishing is a, it's a really good thing and and it also can be a really tough thing too. Uh, It's great because anybody can get their book published, which is... Uh, you know, before you just hear about people sending their books off to publishers and getting 30-something rejection letters, and it's very frustrating. And now they have another option where they can do it themselves, which I think is great. Uh, the tough thing is everybody's doing it. There's there's so many authors now that are, you know, can publish their book. 
And I think that the marketplace is getting uh, a bit flooded and it's hard to be noticed when so many other people are doing the same thing that you are. Uh, what I look for when somebody comes in our store, first I ask them if they're from Vero Beach. And if they say no, and it has to be really Vero Beach, even when it's Fort Pierce or Melbourne, it's it, it's uh, it, it might not work. It probably won't work because I what what we need is is grassroots marketing. We need that person to be sending people in the into the store to to buy the books. That makes sense because you're you, you need people to buy books, right? In order to keep the bookstore going, right? Right. If it's just, uh, I mean, we've had many times we try we try all the time, and it it just has proven that if they if we just take a book in and put it on the shelf, it doesn't mean it's going to sell. It's uh, you know it, the author's job isn't isn't over when when they finish writing the book. It's you know, it continues on because they need to promote it and they need to market it and they need to send people in. If it's in our store, it helps a lot if they send in. I mean, we've had self-published books on our bestseller mm-hmm. where we've had very successful uh, events and we've made money and the authors made money. But those authors are definitely, they're from Vero Beach and they're also, they're doing their, their footwork by sending people into the store. Okay. And in that particular case, it's like a, co- a commission so, or consignment kind of situation? Uh, no, usually now because consignment, uh, there's so many self-published books out now that um, we stopped doing consignment mainly because we used to do it when we'd get approached maybe six or seven times a year. Uh, but now what we do is we request the author. We make some ex- exceptions, but we request that the author has their book available from Ingram, which is a lot of times the author will be like, well, what's Ingram? And I'll I'll go over to the computer and I'll bring up their book and it's available on Ingram and they don't even know it because so many of these self-publishing companies are connected with Ingram uh, and it, it makes their book available to me. So uh, it's... So sometimes it's happening and they don't know it. But if I was self-publishing a book, I'd make sure that it's available on Ingram. And that's also one of the first things you want to say to a bookstore uh, when you're approaching a bookstore is say that it's available on Ingram and they'll know just what you're talking about. And if you're an author listening to this and you have no idea what Ingram is, you want to find out. Just Google it. They're the largest uh, book printing and distribution company around and um you can talk to them. They're really great. But if you don't know what it is, um, please reach out to me or um, at, at the Laura Stewart on Twitter and Let's Talk or Laura at LauraStewart.com. And we need to get you connected to some of the right resources you need to make your book a success. So, Cynthia, for you, you know, taking from the self-publishing side and the authors, because you have such amazing authors that come there, how do you go about getting or deciding on which authors are going to be there? Because I know you guys get inundated by um, advanced release copies of books mm. from every publisher, every self-published person is sending you copies saying, look at me, look at mm-hmm. me, look at me. And you only have so many days a week you can do an author signing, an author talk. What? How do you go about picking? There are a few approaches. Um, first and foremost, we have a strong ongoing 40-year relationship with the publishers, um, and we've we've earned a good reputation, and we take that very seriously. Um, they generally post a promotional plan that they're considering, whether it's a region, a market, 
uh, depending on time of year, depending on content. So once we get an idea of what their thoughts are or who they may send out and when, then we, well, I pitch a proposal and say, you know, I think we can do this with this book at this time of year. Um, There's a great tie-in with this community. Navy Seal Museum is a beautiful example. And Marcus Luttrell, come to Vero Beach with Lone Survivor, and we will partner with our our beautiful Navy Seal Museum. And what an amazing event that was. So tying in correlations, connecting dots, that's, that's pretty much how it works. And then there's the factor of who knows who, because a lot of people here in our seaside community are very well connected. So they may be sitting next to uh, Linda Fairstein up in Martha's Vineyard having lunch during the summer and say, why don't you just come down to our beautiful Vero Beach? You know, who doesn't want to come to Florida in February with their new book? So it works that way also. We have some connections going on in that regard. So if you're out there listening to the show and there's somebody that you know that's an exceptional author that you think would be great to come to the Vero Beach Book Center, you want to tweet that out to at Vero Books on Twitter. And let's see who else we can get to Vero Beach. I know I'd love to have um, Elizabeth Gilbert and uh, several other amazing authors out there. Sounds good. The author of, um, and I'm blanking, and I love her. I adore her. She's amazing. I've read everything she's written. Happiness at Home. And Gretchen Rubin. Gretchen Rubin. Yeah. We would love to have her <laughs> come here to Vero Beach sure. as well. There's such a huge fan following for both of those uh, women here. I love having women authors in town. We, You guys just had Debbie Maycomber. We that did. was sensational. Always a packed house, packed standing house. room only. Yep. She's just the most amazing storyteller and you talk about relatable emotions and a good feeling in the room and stories sharing and lots of book sales. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Lots of book sales. And uh, you and I were talking at one point trying to figure out how to get uh, Stephen King to come into town and do something. Now, you've had overflow on t- out of the bookstore because sometimes there's some authors that are coming into town and the events are so big, you just can't have it at the bookstore. But we're going to talk more with Chad Leonard and Cynthia Callender from the Vero Beach Book Center, who I just want to congratulate you guys once again. <laughs> 40 years in business. This is not, uh, you know, the usual thing. Most businesses don't last a year. And in the craziness that is the book world nowadays to have an independent bookstore around for 40 years, just feel really good about that. Thank both of you. you. Thanks. And we'll be right back with more about from It's All About the Questions right after the news break. Commercial break, the news break, we were talking about memories of bookstores. And I'm going to put Shane, my producer, on the spot here because he's a 35 years Vero Beach resident, has children. What's your first memory of the bookstore and your first memory when you brought your kids in? Uh, my first memory personally uh, had to be like four or five. My parents took me down to the Vera Beach Book Center and I was supposed to pick out three books, which took my little four-year-old mind over an hour to pick three books out of that whole place. Because you wanted like 3,000. Yeah, it, it was one of those, okay, I want this one. Okay, I want this one. Oh, oh that, I want that one too. Oh, but I want that. Oh, well, that's four. Uh, which one do I put back? Which one do I put back? Uh, I'll put this one back. And then before you even get to the cash register, I've picked up three more. So I'm carrying like a stack of seven books going, uh, it's, 
It's educational. <laughs> this Seven is better points. than buying other things. Yeah, you know, I'm not buying G.I. Joe's or Transformers or mucky, ooey, gooey stuff. It's it's books. It's educational. And I think I ended up leaving with five books after negotiating with the parents. Okay, so going to the bookstore is not just about buying books, but it also teaches you negotiation skills. Yes, yes, very much so. I like that. That's really great. And, and do your children have the same problem when they come in the bookstore? Uh, my, my child is now three, so he's not as uh, not as bad as I am or I was. Uh, but we do attend every year. We've brought the, him there. Uh, we've bought him finger puppets. We've bought, um, what was the other thing? We go every year to get calendars right before Christmas or the New Year's. The book center is where we get our... And that is Shane's phone making all sorts of great noise in the background. Yes, unfortunately, I wasn't in the studio, so I didn't turn my phone off. <laughs> didn't Shane's that. in the production booth. I, I'm in a totally different room, which I didn't think I was going to be live today. <laughs> all right. Now, I, I happen to love just walking into the book center and scanning everything. Some people don't have the luxury of having an independent bookseller or even you know, like a Barnes and Noble or Books and Million in their communities. So they are going to the electronic booksellers like Amazon, booksandmillion.com, barnesandnoble.com, Powell's, and things like that. How has the advent of electronic booksellers changed the industry for, for you, Chad? Well, physically, it's made us a little smaller. Um, I mean, certainly everybody knows what ebooks are now and, and Kindles and iPads and everything else. And uh, at first, I, I, you know, Amazon saying in five years they'll no longer be a printed book and on and on. And we didn't know either at the, at the time. It was pretty scary, but it's definitely leveled off the ebooks. And I think that just talking to customers, a lot of people tried it and either they liked it or they didn't like it. Or, and they're, they decide on physical books. A lot of people do both. A lot of people like the iPads for traveling, and then when, but they prefer a physical book. Um, I, I know I tried it for for a while. We were selling the Kobo, and which just didn't kind of work out. We just didn't sell too many of them. And I tried. I read the first three Game of Thrones on on a Kobo. And then I got interrupted by I, I got an advance of a Pat Conroy book that was an advance, so I couldn't read it on on the device. Right. And I read the physical book, and I'm like, wow, you know, I there is a difference. I I, I do like the physical book. There, I never really bought like okay, words are words, but when you have the book in your hand, there there is kind of like a relationship between you know with you and the book, and the font and the pages, and you know where you are, and it's. Uh, it's hard to really describe, but a lot of customers had told me that, and and that was my own discovery of the feeling of you know having an actual book in your hands. So thank you, Pat Conroy, <laughs> <laughs> fantastic author. <laughs> For me, it's sort of the smell and the tactile nature of of the book. How about you, Cynthia? Well, I I think some of it goes back to your orientation. Um, I I clearly remember, and I think this is a relatable story peeking ahead to see the colorful plates, whether it was an N.C. Wyeth illustration um, and what was coming next, or even going back a little bit. And I agree with you, Chad, when you see a book, there's a physical presence, whether it's a stack. I mean, I have quite a few stacks around, stacks of books, but there's, you're, there's an awareness 
that, um, you know, coupled with the tactile experience, of course. But again, it's it's awesome to be able to, you know, read a book anywhere in the world electronically, too. I mean, there's a weight factor. You can't carry five hardcovers around with you, but if you have your device, you can read when you're on your sailboat. So there's something for everyone. I think the bottom line is that it's it's reading. It's the experience you're reading. You're, you're actively involved in that story. I happen to know a number of people that have gotten my book on Kindle or Nook or something, and then they went and bought the physical book because they wanted both parts of it. Mm-hmm. And some of them have actually mailed me my physical book and asked me to sign it and sent me the the price to mail it back to them <laughs> because mm-hmm. they wanted a signature and they're like, it's not the same on a Kindle. You can't sign it for me. So they wanted that more physical presence. You know, they it's gone around for a number of years, like you talked about, Chad, that ebooks were gonna kill the physical market. Amazon said in five years you're not gonna see any printed books. I mean some of it's environmental, right? Because it's paper and things like that. And not every book sells. I mean, have you guys ever had books in the bookstore that you took a bet on that you thought would be a big seller and didn't sell? And what did you do with it afterwards? Sure. Um, uh, Yeah, all the time. I mean, you never know what's going to sell or or what, you know, exactly what people want. I mean, some of them, the big name authors, you always know, but we take chances all the time on debut authors and the, the reps from the publishing companies help us a lot with making those decisions on if it's right for our bookstore or not. And the ones that don't sell, we return to the publisher. So we're able to re- return it and get a credit back, which is quickly used on, on whatever new books. But we take chances all the time. Now, now, Cynthia, when you're talking about bringing an author to town, that's a big risk, especially if it's a debut author. And and I'm not just talking I'm not talking self published authors mm-hmm. here. I'm talking, you know, authors that are signed with the big houses that may be a debut author that they're mm-hmm. pushing. That person doesn't have a name. Mm-hmm. What happens to help that be a success? Well, we we look closely at their story, whether it's something that would be, you know, of strong interest to the community. And again, the time of year plays a lot of, you know, factors into it. Um, I could cite a couple of examples. We did very well with a couple of debut authors. And I'm proud to say that we've, we've gained a bit of a reputation with the publishers when we say, you know, give it, give it a whirl. Send Janice Y.K. Lee here, who they brought over from Hong Kong. And I think we can get a good starting crowd for her. I think we can get her in front of front of a solid audience. Um, Robin Oliviera was another one. But but the content of their books was really appropriate for, for our market. So there's that blending. Okay, so you've both talked about for the market. Mm-hmm. What does the Vero Beach market look like? Well, it's very intelligent. Okay, which which is very true. I find that very well most, read. Yeah, there's a stat out there. I believe it comes from the Realtors Association that um, our zip codes here are among the top three zip codes in our nation in terms of literacy and in terms of book consumption. Um, Chad mentioned our local bestseller list, which we do submit our sales to the New York Times. So we do influence what we read here influences what goes on the New York Times bestseller list. 
And naturally, that has an impact on our visiting authors. They think, oh, great, you're a New York Times reporting store. Wonderful. Um, and it's a, it's a source of pride for our community as well. They like that idea. So there's some crossover with the New York Times list. A lot of maritime history is, is very well received. Um, we have a growing young adult. They call it YA teen market. We have a YA book group that we host on a monthly basis, and we've brought in three or four times now, panels of YA authors and had a wonderful event. We'll have three or four outstanding New York Times bestselling YA authors, young adult authors, and that brings in a beautiful teen audience. And who doesn't like to see that? Yeah, as I a know. Parent? I, I love it. It's wonderful. Um, I like the YA books, too. I think they're, they're really great. They're, great. The, they're so well-written. And, you know, the other beautiful part about the YA market becoming so popular is that there's a crossover and grandmothers and mothers are reading what their young teenagers are reading. So there's an opportunity for a, a nice conversation about books, multi-generational, which yeah. is a beautiful thing. Too. That, that is a beautiful thing. Do, now, do you find that uh, parents, grandparents are reading to kids as much as they, I mean, I remember my parents read to me all the time. That's a good question. I, I read to my kids all the time, almost every night, as, as long as they're not too tired. But, uh, yeah, and I, I, I think there is. I definitely think so. Yeah. I mean, I, I talk to a lot, of, uh, a lot of other dads that have kids my same age, and a lot of them do read to their kids all the time, too. So, I don't know. That would be an interesting stat to figure out mm-hmm. is, is how it is compared to how it was. Yeah, you can almost have a, a visiting um, reading. So, like, parents could come in and to the book center, and you can hold a competition for which parent reads to their kid the best and, and like, brings in all this fun stuff. Which, Kids which, will never sleep again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I remember my mom and my dad really got into it when they were reading books to me. It wasn't just a reading. It was a whole event. Like, you felt the book, which made me want to read even even more. I mean, just to me, that's such an important thing, learning to read. We have such great literacy services in Vero Beach as well for, say, you're an adult and you don't know how to read and you're listening to this. Go out there. Get some help. There's lots of free services from literary services councils, from other organizations that really want to help you learn how to read because it's it's a skill that is so important, I believe, to, you know, life and living and Oh my God, the joy! Right? Do you guys I think so? And and reading to your kids is is fun too because uh, my kids are seven and nine, so we're we're reading the uh, a lot of the who was and mm. what was series. Like one of the last books I read was what was the Salem witch trials, oh. and I learn a lot about the Salem witch trials, and it's fun for the kids, and it's also very informative and and fun for adults too. That's an interesting series. You know, I don't have any children, so I don't see a lot of those books, but I think I'd want to read it myself. Yeah, you would. That's great. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about seniors and reading and what can you do to get seniors reading even more. We'll be right back with more from Chad Leonard and Cynthia Callender from the Vero Beach Book Center celebrating their 40th anniversary. Tweet out at Vero Books and at the Laura Stewart and tell us what your favorite book is that you're reading right now. We'll be right back. Who I know today is Chad Leonard and Cynthia Callender from the Vero Beach Book Center, which I just love books. I love everything about books, so I love that I get to do this with them today. And during the break, we were talking about seniors. And in Vero Beach, there are a lot of assisted living communities that go from all different levels 
of um, needs. And and Chad, you were talking about they they have libraries and they come in and they buy books to bring to the centers. Yeah, a lot of those centers have libraries for uh, their residents that don't that you know that enjoy readings or or can read. And uh, yeah, sometimes they'll come in and and buy a lot of books uh, to keep their library stocked. And so, yeah, a lot of them have readers. I think we were talking maybe a little bit about, you know, large print books. And I haven't seen too many of those libraries buying the large print books. But uh, also, uh, you know, I think that they would benefit a lot from audio books, the people who can't read, uh, whose eyes are too bad. Now, I, Cynthia, I know you're a, a big proponent of audiobooks because I had you listen to my audiobook exactly. in the early stages because I'm not a big audiobook person. I like the tactile nature of it, and I'm a visual learner, mm-hmm. so just auditory is tough. What is it about audiobooks that appeals to you? Well, most of the time they're very professionally produced, and it's to the to the extent that they're professional actors that audition for the parts. So it they bring a level of enjoyment that you hear a voice. Basically, I, the best audio book, I think it was v- voted best of the year, maybe all-time or a decade, was The Help. Uh, the Help was a runaway bestseller, stayed in hardcover for probably several years because it was so successful. The audio was done beautifully, and the characters just came alive, such that when they got ready to break out the film and premiere the film, the movie, you know, it was like, oh, I hope they do this right, because everyone had this cherished feeling for this story already. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and when books go to movies, it doesn't always work out. All right, so here's a question. When there's a movie out and there was a book about it first and you you didn't read either one, do you go read the book first (laughs) or do you go to see the movie first? Chad, what do you do? It's always best to uh, to read the book first. I mean, we, we did this just recently. A bunch of our, our staff got together and we all read The Martian, which was, uh, you know, a new movie maybe six weeks ago or so. And everybody, I think everybody, read the book first. Mm-hmm. And, and then we all went and saw the movie. And they were both great, but there was a lot left out in the movie just that they can't put in. They don't have the time to put in. So the book will always have more details and then – you know, you, you sort of your own imagination takes over when you're reading a book and then sometimes gets uh, can get spoiled when you when you see the movie because your imagination gets taken over by what, somebody else's imagination or somebody else who created the movie. Not right. that Matt Damon's a bad guy or anything. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say no to him. <laughs> um, Cynthia, what about for you? Do you read well, the book first or go to the I movie? I would say you if it if you can possibly read the book first yeah, and never judge a book by the movie um some of them are some of the movies adaptations are done beautifully but you probably remember lee child and and the big bustle about that how can they have jack reacher yeah yeah how can they have uh you know, tom cruise tom cruise be yeah, it's just not right but you know that's also terrific for marketing people are talking about it and it creates a lot of buzz and got to see this and and then we do hear continually about people who have gone to see the movie and say i've got to read the book i've got to read the book so it goes both ways yeah it definitely does and the whole jack reacher thing it, it, 
if you don't know what we're talking about, go read the book. <laughs> Me child. <laughs> because the way he describes the main character is so different than the Tom Cruise portrayal. But Tom Cruise did such an amazing job. I, I loved it. I totally forgot how the character was supposed to be from the book because it stood on its own. In my opinion, huh. might not be that way for everybody. And I would so love to have Lee Child here. That would be great. See, I, I didn't even see the movie because I don't want my Jack Reacher to be Tom Cruise. It, yeah. so, <laughs> and, and once it's in my head, I can't get it out. So okay. I would see Tom Cruise from then on when I read the books. Well, so I skipped the movie. It's so funny because a friend of mine said to me when I was going through my divorce last year that I needed to go read Lee Child books. And I hadn't really read Lee Child books on a regular basis at that point. And I'm like, why? She goes, because the bad guy always gets what's coming to him <laughs> and gets their butt kicked. <laughs> and sometimes you just need it. And, and I, I was like, really, seriously, you know, I have no revenge motives, no nothing against but I guess there was some anger. And when I was reading the Lee Child books, the Jack Reacher series, I could get into it. And it just made me feel better. <laughs> Bibliotherapy. <laughs> Bibliotherapy. Oh, that is such a great book. Bibli- I love that phrase. Bibliotherapy. Somebody tweet one, that one out to at the Laura Stewart tagging at Vero Books. Bibliotherapy. Did you get some today? <laughs> so tell us what's going on oh, for gosh. the rest of, of the month and, and even going on through Christmas with the Vero Beach Book Center and the 40th anniversary. Oh, thanks. I'll, I'll try to just go right down the list. I mean, we've had some wonderful events. Um this afternoon at 2 o'clock, pardon me, 3 o'clock, we have uh, the Nerdy Nummies, Rosanna Pansino. This is a YouTube celebrity. And then next week... Which uh, is a, a cookbook series. Cookbook, yeah. Very clever, very innovative cookbook, cookbook. And then Deb Dyson with the Not Very Merry Pow Pow Fish for um, the book that we referred to earlier in the hour is a beautiful picture book, um, perfect for our seaside community. Santa Claus is coming. Um, David okay, when, Bald. Oh, when's the holiday open house? That's Saturday, November the twenty eighth, and all of this is on our website. Um, and I want you to share the website, verobeachbookcenter dot com, and you can plug your email address in to get an email blast. David Baldacci's returning. Uh, we're very excited about one that. one of my faves. He's he's amazing. December second, that's a Wednesday at six p.m. And then the Grinch is coming back to town on a Wednesday, the 9th of December. That's always fun. So I once had Cindy Lou Who hair after a really bad haircut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cindy Lou Who. Um, when we turn the corner on the year, we have Brad Taylor, Susan Cox. We have a local, Nina Dockery, who's coming into the store. Stuart O'Nan, uh, Jennifer Ruddick. They all have beautiful new books coming out and... Um, Again, I would really encourage you to visit our website, sign up for our email newsletter, and uh, become a part of our community because there's a lot going on, and we'd love to share it with you. And that's verobeachbookcenter.com. And even if you're not local to Vero Beach, I really recommend checking out the Vero Beach Book Center website because they do such a great job of profiling books and letting you know what's going on and getting you into the conversation about books. And if you're an author, I really encourage you to check out the website and take to heart some of the stuff that Chad and Cynthia were saying today, because I I know I've coached a lot of authors and they don't really get it's a business. And it it really is a business. And just because you write it, they won't necessarily come. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So a last thought from each of you about books and what it's meant to your life and what the book center means. Well, I think the book center, and I, I should get this in, this is uh, the, the book center is there because of our excellent staff that's there. 
Uh, some, I love your staff. Some of the staff has been there since uh, since maybe the day it opened, mm-hmm. since I was a baby in my mom's arms anyway. And uh, I think probably almost all of our staff has been there for Is that several years. That's Sheila. Sheila. Yeah. yeah. She's watched me grow up. And, uh, and you know, the, the bookstore wouldn't be what it is today if it wasn't for the staff that we've had over the years and that we have now. So, and that that's really what makes a huge difference. And to the customers, too. I mean, we have customers that, you know, will come in and look for a specific staff member and, and you know, because they'll want to buy the books that, that that staff member recommends. So, and that, you know, that, that's definitely what's what our store is all about. Yeah, it's a customer service thing, and it, you, you guys make books very personal to yourselves, mm-hmm. which makes it very personal to the people that are coming in to the store, just to know that you're not going to guide them to something that doesn't really suit what that person enjoys. And, and that's a talent, and that's a gift. And the Book Center is such a huge gift to the community. And, and Cynthia, you, you're so involved with the community, and the stuff that you do and the people that you bring here – Thank you. Oh, it's 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 a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Um, and we 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 big shout out to our community for being so supportive and and keeping us here. Um, it's it's been a wonderful ride. And um, you know, you think of the neighborhood hangout where everybody knows your name. There's a lot of that that goes on, and there's a lot of of tremendous exchange of information. Oh, what are you reading? Oh, what are you reading? And between the customers themselves. And, of course, when our seasonal residents are coming back into town, they're like, I can't wait to get here coming here before I go to Publix. Okay, so <laughs> as we're about to end the show today, which I could talk to these guys for many more hours, and maybe <laughs> we'll do something separate, what are you reading today? And what questions are you asking? So remember, it is all about the questions. Enjoy the books. Go to the Vero Beach Book Center. Go to your local independent bookstore. And remember, the right questions truly can change your life. See you next week. been listening to it's all about the questions starring laura stewart connect with laura at it's all about the and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today